When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Some memories don't fade, sometimes you miss the old days But nothing changed, less you change What's around you, how you think, how you live, how you speak How you walk, how you blink, how you talk, how you teach, how you reach Let it sink What's your purpose, what's your passion, through the pain What's your plan, is it plain, on a plane, how's your plane, how's your plan What's your purpose, what's your passion, through the pain We know the views expressed here is <laughs> just our view. <laughs> this is none other than the podcast that you knew that you never knew you needed. It is plugged with Molly and Joe, the Mental Warriors. This is one of our. This is our last show of what we would consider our little preseason. I would, if you, if you will, you know. I guess people usually do a whole year, or whatever. But we did a little six month. Out. Now we're going to just do a little revamp. We're going to do a little change of scenery. We're going to try to, you know. Try to give you a a, 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 a better show, if, if you will. I'm Molly, of course. Molly the Voice. That's my boy Joe. I don't know. I'm pointing the wrong way. There you go, Joe. On my on my. I don't know what side is looking at, but he's there. There's my man, Joe. Joe. <laughs> Welcome everybody. We are in for a beautiful show, and we are so great that we survived the full 26 weeks. You know, it's a long time in perspective, but we made it and we are about to go into season two with some good stuff. So continue to support us. Continue to stay tuned. We got a lot of knowledge to share. Yep. Got a lot of knowledge to share. Got a lot of um, guests that's coming through that we're lining up for the next season. Um, got some got some got some pretty, pretty decent surprises. Joe, tell me, like um, in this last little preseason, so to say. Um, what's some of your favorite guests? I mean, oh, I know all of them, all of them were, all of them were great to me. All I mean, of them were great. You know, we have every guest that we bring on brings something to the show. You notice that. So I love that we're continuing that theme, but I loved, oh man. Well, my boy, um, Zach, Zachariah came on with the fire. You know why? Yeah. He's not considered the normal to a lot of people and he talks to talk just as good or better than us you know what i mean so it's always great to hear our vision being spoken from another person's perspective so my right. man right. yeah I shout out to my shout out to my shout out to my brother from another mother zach um i knew that he would be an asset to the show um just by my personal relationship with him um i didn't know i didn't know to the extent of where in which you know, he just was able to, he just able to spit it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? So it was absolutely, it was absolutely a joy and very surprising. And it was a good surprise, one of the good surprises. And you'll see a lot more of Zach. He'll have a lot more to do with what we do with our show and stuff like that. So stay tuned, man. You'll see more of Zach, man. Um, one of my favorite guests was Mr. Apollo, man. Aha, yes. That was one of my favorite guests, bro. Mr. Apollo, man, he came on here. He has so much knowledge, man. He has so much. Hey, how you doing, Jada? Has so much knowledge and information and whatnot, man. Listen, man, I was, I was, I was thrown, thrown back, way back when it came down to him, man. I was just sitting here and all like, yo, how can one person go through so many things? You know, like the story about. Um, James Brown, right? Was it James Brown? And Marvin Gaye, yes. Yeah, man. Listen, come on, man. You can't even. You, you can't even. You can't even. You can't even. You can't even imagine that. You understand what I'm saying? You can't even. You know. You can't even like imagine being in the same room with those two dudes. You know what I'm saying? Let alone one. You know. So yeah, shout out to Mr. Apollo, one of the one of the one of the one of my favorite guests. Absolutely, and then you got Dr. Melissa. When she came on and talked about, uh, you know, talked about the psychology of unity, that was great. I loved it. You know, it's yeah. good. Like I said it's good to have different people from different backgrounds and different lives 
tell their story and tell it the way that they experienced it. So, you know, what's good, Sean? It was just great to have Dr. Melissa on. She was great. And, I, you know, I know we have a lot to talk about, and I'm pretty sure in the future we'll have her on again. Right, right, because when you talk about mental health and whatnot, that's that, that's like Pandora's box when it comes down to the black family. You know what I'm saying? It's like you open up a you open up a can of worms that you, you might not want to you know you might want to put that put that can put that top back on. So um, yes, Doctor Doctor Melissa Sujan, who is actually family to our producer Jada John, you know there's relation. You know what I mean? <laughs> No relation, no, there is relation. Um, yeah, and you know, I guess you know, brains, 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 you know, just 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 run rampant in that family because um she was she was giving it to us, man. She was hitting us with some points, she was she was um she was right there with us, man. She she she's a mental warrior indeed, man. Um can I think of time? Um okay. The, remember, I remember one of them highlight highlight topics, right? Racism as an elitist weapon with Zach. Remember that one? Oh yeah, that was deep. Cause like I said, he came on the show and talked about it, and you know, living the lifestyle of it, and was able to bring something to it. So that's right. why you know, racism as an elitist weapon. We still see examples of it even now. That was one of our earlier episodes. Six months later, and we're still seeing examples of racism being an elitist weapon. So right, they still use it to this day. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, I I, I noticed I haven't seen many cops shooting us lately. So I mean, maybe that there's a you know, oh there's there's, there's reports. I mean, it may not have happened recently, but there's definitely things that have being brought up that happened a few years ago, and it's you know it, I don't think it really would have made enough sense if it had happened now because it's one of those things where you're bringing it out to the limelight now because it's not the hot topic right now but all it takes is a little bit of protesting and it can become the hot topic again. So real easy always always An- another highlight topic that we had and i love doing this one we even did a two part to it and that was the clash of styles king versus x remember that one Oh yeah, listen. Oh, Sean, Sean, Sean said he like old to the black woman. Yeah, that was a good one. We're gonna yeah. do that again. We're gonna do that again. Oh yeah, but I what I loved about Clash of Styles was that you know we could use that in an instance for any of our African American leaders that had agreements. Like I'm thinking about Booker T and W. B. Du Bois or Marcus Garvey and W. B. Du Bois. They were uh, we can do that. and they. Uh, Conflict so styles or clash of styles, if you will. So, so we can do that like again. We yeah. with modern day activists now. So, you know, and we can right. talk about what the positives they're contributing and what are some of the negatives that that aren't necessarily as popular. So, you I know, it's, it's it, that's a topic that we can always bring back in some type of form. Uh, producer, make note of that one. Clash of Style is one of those, one of those long-lasting ones right there. Oh, man, listen, man, I had a nice week, man. I mean, you know, I'm under the weather a little bit. Got a little, little, little sniffles thanks to my grandson, Legend. I'm going to yeah. give a shout-out to the little little baby who gave, who gave me um, his, little, his little sniffles. But I'm all right. It ain't COVID, so I guess, you you know, that's a good thing. Here you yeah. go. Got it. You know, it ain't COVID, you know. Um, but um, I had a I had a good week, man. I had a um, oh, I was I was on set um again this week, so shout out that I've been on set again. Um, I was on I was on Raising Canaan this week, actually, one of my favorite shows. Listen, one of my favorite show. About to leave us for Hollywood, bro. I'm telling you, don't forget us. Nah, I'm never gonna forget you, Joe, man. Listen, <laughs> yo, you, you you got a you got a spot by, by my side the whole ride, man. Trust you, me, man. Uh, I'm just doing. I'm, listen, I'm just doing this so that my kids can see that it can be done, and other people have examples of it being done. And that's when I, you know, when I'm there, when I'm on set and whatnot, I try to, you know, I try to bring the same. It's I, I, I plug it, plug all that, I, you know, everything. You understand what I'm saying? And I let them know what I'm about, what's going on, what I'm trying, to, what I'm striving for. And it's a lot of it's a lot of networking that go on behind the scenes. You know what I mean, with that background work. And I implore anybody. Um. Yeah, you know that. I, I, that's a, that's a true story. And I put anybody out there who's watching, who may hear the show, who may see this show down the line, because we're gonna 
do some we're gonna do some rewinds or what have you. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna flood y'all. We're gonna let y'all know what y'all been missing. And um in that, you know, go go out there and get these opportunities that they just basically given away. You know what I'm saying? All you gotta do is throw a headshot out there and they need people. Listen, I've just seen short, tall, fat, skinny, um, what you might consider ugly, what you might consider not good looking, whatever, good looking, whatever you might look for, they have, you know, people got people got work for you. So at the end of the day, just go out there and then and then the networking. That's that would that's actually the key. So that was my that's that's my highlight of the week. What about you? Well, Alicia and I ran the 40, uh, we ran, sorry, we biked the 40 uh, mile uh, New York City bike tour on Sunday. Still recovering a little bit. My right knee is acting up a little bit, but we here, you know, I'm still here doing it, you know. Right, right. right. Listen, I commend you, man. Actually, I'm going I'm to I'm try one of those with you, man. Do I have to, like, prepare before or something like that? Do I have to do something? Uh, just make biking a regular habit, you know, as part of your daily exercise routine, and it'll grow into it, you know? That's, that, you know, that's physical uh, health and wellness. Like, the more you run, the more you bike, it becomes part of your regular lifestyle. And then you'll t- begin to test yourself and figure out how much you can and cannot do in one ride. So basically, you're telling me I ain't, I ain't got it in me to do what y'all do. Okay. Listen, I, I haven't been riding for a while, so this was done. But if you just gotta build your build up your conditioning, build up your uh, your strength and endurance, you'll be fine. It, it doesn't right. want to do that. So we always go into this before we go into the next the next the next segment, and that's the platforms. We are on what we are, Joe. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Anchor FM, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Mixcloud, Google Podcast, iTunes Podcast, the Evening Rush Network.com, of course. You can call in to us at 929-441-2417. We'd love to hear your words. We'd love to hear if you have something to argue against us or debate against us. It's on the bottom of the screen, please. Uh, give us some, give us some challenge, as Sandman Sims used to say. <laughs> listen, I, I, I say this, man. I, listen, they, and next next season we'll have we'll have a few more callers. We're gonna we're gonna get that we're gonna get that rocking. We're gonna get a few little other things. Like I said, it's gonna we gonna, we got a few surprises. Um, yeah. One of the things that we got to do is make sure that everybody know that on YouTube we're gonna start going YouTube live. We're gonna you know push for that. Make sure that people subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yes. Um, subscribe to the Evening Rush Network. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Why? Those things go a long way in the demographics of how we're able to get paid from the entities that we're streaming from. So that's why we sit there and we run down all the platforms we are. So subscribe, share, subscribe, share. I, you don't even got to look at it. Just share it. You know what I mean? You know, I, I do it all the time. Trust me. That's a that's a habit of mine. I, I got a habit of sharing. I, I, I'm a Habitual sharer, and I will not listen. I might not even read a, a drop of what you wrote, but I, I integrity. If Joe sent it, I know it's, I know it's good money, so I'm gonna send it off. You know? No, I love it. Same right. here. So we all, so we gonna pay homage today, Joe. Who you got today, Joe? This guy right here is a Pan Africanist in his own right, but he wasn't a fan favorite for a lot of African-Americans during his time because he was, if you want to call, I won't say he was the devil's advocate, but he always spoke from the opposite side of the fence. And I'm speaking from the common folk. I'm talking about the late, the great W.B. Du Bois. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes he was an African-American African writer and author start that over start that over because you was um drowned was, by the okay. no problem he was an african-american sociologist socialist historian civil rights activist pan-africanist writer author and editor i believe he was also the first african-american to earn a doctorate from harvard university during his time, you must understand where that's coming from. The reason why I say Dubois was not well liked in his and in his race was he argued against a lot of the common and popular African American leaders, the Booker T. Washingtons, the Marcus Garveys, because right. he spoke from a a class uh, aspect uh, of African American, uh, right. you know, bourgeoisie, if you right. will. Right. So. With the common black folk who wasn't there, 
they often argued against what uh, what he was saying. But what I will say about Dubois is that he was able to break down all of the socialists of, of, the, of the black folk. His book, Souls of Black Folk, is one of my favorite books because it talks about the African-American during that time and all aspects of life. And he brought that conversation alive and how to handle it. Um, he began towards the end of his career. He actually moved to Africa as he got older and spent the latter years of his life in Africa and became a Pan-Africanist and understood, you know, the importance of those things. So I'll miss to W.B. Du Bois for being one of the first to look at both sides of the coin and talk about this uh, thing called life. Right, right. Yes, indeed. We will wait till after the class. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> listen, that was a great choice. Like I said, um, some of us couldn't relate to his to his cause because, like I said, he was on a, an elitist level of thinking. And it was nothing wrong with that because that just gave us a chance to dream bigger, I think. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and want more. You know what I mean? So, yes, indeed, he deserves to be, be honored in the, in the annals of all the other great men that we've already spoken of um past and present and in our personal lives right so who do i get pay homage to today i pay homage to today um a black panther not any black panther but the black panther <laughs> you know what i mean like the black panther like that picture is so iconic like look at that picture bro like come on man how how, how don't you Get a get 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 a vibe to even start your community work or start a revolution just by not looking at that. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm talking about none other than Huey P. Newton, Huey Percy Newton, um, born February 17, 1942. Um, he died August 22, 1989. Um, he was American. They said an American political activist. Uh, that's whack. Don't, I'm not giving American no props. He was he was not representing America at all. So therefore, he is not an American political activist. He is a black political activist African, of African descent. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Um, <laughs> Co-founder of the Black Panther Party, the great Black Panther Party, um, was like superheroes to me, like modern day superheroes. Like I didn't, I didn't even believe they existed. How about that? Like at one point, I'm sitting there like, nah, this has got you know, this, this got to be a dream. This got to be. You know, this, this 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 can't be happening in this in this country. Like we walking around with guns and we doing we we, 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 we standing up for ourselves. You know what I mean? But um, Black Panther Party for Self Defense was originally named. Um, it says he was an illiterate high school graduate and who taught himself how to read before attending Merritt College in Oakland and the San Francisco School of Law. So he he taught himself law, the law of the land, which is important. You understand what I'm saying? And it's just like I said, it was just a modern day superheroes for me, man. You know what I mean? I, 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 I got every like everything behind what I like to do or what I'm trying to do is to have a unified front against whatever we're trying to do. You understand what I'm saying? And that's what they tried to do. And of course, what happened to the Black Panther Party? Like most, most, most um things that happened in this country, they got in infiltrated. You know what I mean? Um, you got the Fred Hampton situation. You know, you don't have Fred Hampton without a Huey P. Newton. You know what I mean? You don't have, you know, you don't have um, um, Angela um, Davis. Angela Davis. You know what I mean? You don't have Tupac. You understand what I'm saying? Right. You want to go to that, you want to go to a, a, a close-in time situation. You know what I mean? Because his mom was a Black Panther. That's and right. in being a part of something so amazing and so great, guess what? You then become, it, it, it becomes natural for you. You understand what I'm saying? So shout out to Hugh P. Newton, man, and the whole Black Panther Party and their, and their legacy and their history. It's sad to see how they went, you know, went out when it came down to it. You know, um, he was accused of murder, you know, murdering a cop. You understand what I'm saying? Um, from what you gather is self-defense, but you know how they going to do. You understand what I'm saying? Um, definitely. So shout out to Hugh P. Newton. Bravo, brother. Bravo. There's a lot of us that owes everything to you. Yes, yes, yes. Asada, yep. Asada Shakur, Tupac's mom. Yep. Exactly. You know? Right, 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 right. So, what we do right about now, um, 
what we're gonna do, and I hope the producer is listening, is what we're gonna do is we're gonna start having segue um little music. Like we're gonna do some type of segue stuff, like you know, going into the current events. We're gonna do something like that. We're gonna, you know, to put on a, a better I guess better production is always good, right? Because we're trying to level up, is what I said on Facebook today. We're leveling up. Um I didn't say you wouldn't, but what I did say <laughs> Current events, current events. Nah, my producer be my producer is hard on us, man. Yeah, shout out to Jada Bell, producer extraordinaire. She um, she um, she be looking out for us, man. All right, current events, right? Let's go to our current events topic. Um, something I want to do with this um, and in the future meeting. Seven black men who were wrongly arrested. No, you know what, Joe, you hit this one because you brought this one up. This is an interesting. Well, this one. was a case in Virginia. Back in 1951, where seven black men were wrongly, or they were arrested, they were wrongly charged and arrested for a rape of a white woman. Um, how uh, often do we not hear that? Um, they were they spent the last 70 years in jail, and they were just pardoned of it. So most of these kids would probably be in their 80s right now. Right. And the fact that they have to deal with things of that nature, that's I, I I honestly I don't know how to feel about situations like that because there are so many cases where where um where the stuff is happening. And I, I, I don't it's not right. You know, it's it's definitely not it's not a it's not right to deal with. So when you see cases like this when you see cases like this happening, it just goes to uh, Emmett Till or other cases where you had somebody who was wronged or somebody who was uh, mistrialed. And the fact that you have to wait, most of them probably should be dead by now, you know, looking at by that math. So and it's postpartum, they postpartum in a sense, right? Yeah, they're postpartum, but the it's. Uh, it's a postpartum, but it's very bittersweet. Yeah, wouldn't have been there in the first place. Yeah. Um. When it came down, when I when you when you said it, right? Because I wasn't aware of it, and that's the reason why I love working with you, bro. Because I learned so much, and I get so much information that I probably would never come across. And um, you know, they were arrested for rape seventy years ago, and they just pardoned. Pardoned based on, I guess, evidence. Or what have you, based on it was they was that you know someone obviously was lying, right? Absolutely. And how long ago did they know this? You know what I mean? It goes to how long did they know that they could have pardoned these men a long time ago? Because this evidence is not new evidence. It's just it, it, you know it's just something that they did. They threw away the key on us a lot of times back then. You know what I mean? And um, it's it's an, I, I I hate to see these things because it's injustice to their lives, to their to their to their legacies. You know what I mean? Because they don't have kids. They don't have children. They don't. You know what I mean. They don't. They're not able to 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 to, to see the fruits of their labor in life. You know what I mean. So, like you said, they lost most of their 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 living life. If any of them is alive today, well, because say is, it well, years ago, is, they had to be at least. All right, let's say. All right, for is, at is least a, Here's an update for you. Well, mm-hmm. four of them were electrocuted in 1951. And three days later, the other three were killed. So this is postpartum. Postpartum, you know. This is like I said, it's bittersweet because they're not around to 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 tell this. You know, we have a lot of examples like this. Well, you said they were going in fifty something in, in fifty in what? What yeah? It happened in nineteen forty nine, but the when they were electrocuted in fifty one, nineteen fifty one. So we're talking about seventy years. So it took seventy years for this information to come to the light. And be expressed now. Oh, you—they weren't guilty. Seventy years. Wow, wow. They need to find the, They need to find that the men family, their 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 extended family, and get them some bread or something. They family need to sue or something because this is crazy. They yeah. was gone. They was gone seventy years for seventy years. The seventy years you're talking about, they even get old and die in jail. They they got executed. They were executed. And this is the fifties. How about that? Remember exactly. that, like people. People want to sit there and act like it's been so long ago. No, this is the 50s. You know what I mean? Like, we know, I know 70-year-old people. I know people 74, 75. You know what I'm saying? So, it's in our lifetime in that sense. You know what I mean? But 
Yeah, man. Um, and this next topic that we're going to go into, man, um, it's, it's, it, it's bittersweet. You know, I'm glad it's happening. I'm glad it's going down. But the police officers who killed Elijah, Elijah McCain in 2019 have been charged. Let's, let's clap that up. Let's clap that up. Let's clap that up. Let's clap that up. You know, um, Colorado grand jury indicted three police officers and two paramedics in the 2019 death of Elijah McCain. A young black man who had been walking home when he was stopped by the police, put into a chokehold and injected with a powerful anesthetic. Um, yeah, I'm happy. You know, I'm happy that they're seeking justice for the young man. I'm happy that they've been indicted. Um, I'm happy that it's. I'm happy that I'm just happy. I'm. I, I know you, Joe. I know what you're going to say. If, it, if they don't get no convictions, then it ain't. It ain't nothing, right? Well. It's another one. At least this one only took two years and not seven. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, so, right, 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 right. You, and you know, because we wouldn't have been alive if it took 70 years <laughs> for them to for them to come, you know, and and, and, and charge the officers. So right. I'm appreciative of that. But right. um, you know, in this case, he wasn't even doing anything. Like he right. was just walking home. He was actually the victim. In right. cases where you know, they say he needs to be compliable or he needs to be calm or, you know, not re- react to how that the actions of, of, of authority. He didn't do any of those things. He was cool, right. calm, collected, and he still lost his life. Right, right. And then mind you, he's sitting there, if you listen to the video, I mean, listen to the recording, he's sitting there pleading and telling him he's not like that. And he's so, you know, he's so, you know. He's, you know, he's sorry and all this. It was, it was just heartbreaking to hear this young man pleading for his life, and they wouldn't listen. They wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't comply to the fact that he was passive about what he was doing in the first place. You know, what I mean, he was explaining his situation, which was a true, which was a real life situation, and that goes into the cops needing to learn uh, some of the mental health cues. You understand what I'm saying, and be more sensitive to that. Because at the end of the day, just because you don't know about this particular issue that someone may be having, that you know, okay, that means it doesn't exist. You know what I mean? And that's that was their, that was their fatal mistake that day, where they didn't they didn't respect his mental health issues. You know what I mean? And if it if it was an issue, he just got cold. He was right. The that got cold. It may have even been an issue. It might just that's how he normally acts around people. So yeah. you can't even say it's an issue. Um, one of the things that we talked about a few months ago especially here in New York, is that a lot of police officers no longer reply to mental health cases anymore. They have uh, a department for that, or they have an institute for that. But, you know, that, um, that, that, I don't know how much that helps, because if the person is a volatile person, that wouldn't really help, because they would need some type of force there. But if the person was like Elijah McCain, that would be very helpful, because all they would have to do is talk to him and you know, figure out what the issue was. So maybe in that instance, that would have helped at Elijah McCain, you know? Right, right. Social security is dwindling, and they say it will be unavailable by 2034. That's, uh, that's actually, and I'll, you know, we could, we, could, we, could, we could actually, you know, try to bank on being here then, you know? As long yeah. As want, right? yeah. I would have been, I would be 51 years old in 2034. So you're telling me if I decided to retire early, I wouldn't get social security. And I've been paying social security since I was 16 years old. So <laughs> that's very interesting to know that now. Like why, uh, our producer brought it up. Why are we paying for it still? Right. You know, it's not going to benefit us. That should be taken right. Out from this point on for the next uh, 10, 11 years. Right. Until they can make it up again. Because it's not going to benefit us. Not at all. Not one bit. Because, like I said, um, get it out of here. Why am I paying it? Um, why am I paying it for 2034 or what have you? Or anybody. Or any, I, listen, any of you should be mad to have to pay for it at all. Um, right. It should be. I mean, I guess you should say, I mean, begin to pour that money into something else, I guess you'd say. Like pour it into to another another um, another uh, cause or another you know, another way of of, 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 of of starting it over, I guess, in a sense, right? Like, what, what, how is it dwindling if we're paying? Like, I don't understand. Reparations? <laughs> That'd be a Right, reparations, yeah, you could go towards that. <laughs> and then also, I mean, I guess because one, one, um, one, you have 
older people living longer, I guess, right? You gotta, you know, I mean, thank God I have a few, 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 few silver foxes in my life, you understand what I'm saying? And they, they just keep going. And that's one of the things that I guess allows Social Security to dwindle is the fact that, you know, it's supposed to have been a life expectancy going on, you know? You understand? So um, Social Security dwindling, that's a big, that's a big topic, like I said. Why pay it, right? That's the big thing. Like at the end of the day, as simple as that. Why pay it then, right? I don't feel like paying it. Um and last but not least, um, we had a situation where well, you know what we're gonna do real quick and come back to it because this is the thirty minute mark and this is when we have our break. We have some we have a little words from the Evening Rush Network and we'll get back and we're gonna talk about Ida uh, for a quick, quick moment and get into our topic of the day, which is healthy habits. For the black family that is healthy looking to, black looking to podcast shows and do not know where to start the evening rush network can help you with that call us at 929-441-2417 or email us at the evening rush network at gmail.com for dates and prices we got you for all your podcast needs the evening rush network tune in subscribe and share We are sponsored by Baller. Baller, 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 Baller. Baller.org is where you go to get um, some, 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 some after-school programming for your children. Get them some, get them some, get them, get them to learn some of these arts. Get them mentored by one of the greatest programs I've ever been a part of in my life. Um, Instagram, we on Instagram at plug MJ. Um, we are also on the Evening Rush Network, of course, and the plethora of platforms that we spoke on in the beginning of the show, which we'll repeat at the end of the show, right? All right. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move right ahead. And here in New York City, um, it's crazy. Hurricane Ida, the hurricane didn't hit. We actually had a hurricane, <coughs> excuse me. We actually had a hurricane that was supposed to have hit last week or what have you. And it was less rain than whatever happened this week. And mind you, this was the residue of the hurricane itself. Like this wasn't even like it passed by us. A hurricane, a whole hurricane passed by us. And the 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 damage that was done in this rainstorm, in this tropical storm, um, was was I never seen it before in New York City. No, this was crazy. I say they say that this was the in the tri-state area, the worst, the worst amount of deaths that existed in, in, in up here in the north, because we're not used to getting these type of uh, hurricanes or tropical storms, if you will. About eight, the yeah. rain fell in New York City last night. Right. It only lasted for like two or three hours. Right. And the crazy part is, um, I've been through a hurricane, an actual hurricane in New York City. We've been through it in our lifetime. Like oh, they sure. literally. Yeah, I saw the tornado in Newark and all that. So um, I've, I've been in the hurricane in New York City, the one that hit and where you see the wind blowing, the trees bending, all of that. And the amount of rain was not like, you know, it wasn't that amount of flooding. I'm, I'm talking about I was actually outside last night and I saw the cars. Um, the, yeah, Sandy. Sandy was one. You're right. Sandy was definitely one. But I don't know. I, 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 I've never witnessed the carnage. I never saw it the many cars that stranded on the street. And mind you, by the time I saw the cars, no water was there. The cars was just stranded. So I'm like, what the, like, you know what I mean? Like, what in the, like, how did you get stranded? And then the water is not even there. Like, you just, like, you're just driving past um, a graveyard of cars. And it was crazy, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, prayers up to anybody affected by Hurricane Ida. Um, this is to me, for me, this is just a sign of global warming, you know, our um, global warming issues. And we could be, we could speak on that topic in, in, in the future. What you think? Absolutely. We have to bring it to the to the forefront for sure. Right. So, yeah, Hurricane Ida and what happened here in New York City is just one symptom, just one sign of what we consider a, a global warming um, issue that we're having that we're that we're neglecting to even, you know, to even to even, you know, to, 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 to bring, to bring, to acknowledge, so to say, that's the word I'm looking for, to acknowledge. So there's that, but topic of the day, right? Topic of the day, um, 
Joe and I were sitting in our little chat, our plug with Molly and Joe chat, and we were trying to come up with certain things and whatnot. And Joe just threw out there habits or something. And you know what? I said it. I said, I said, that's the topic, you know, healthy habits for the black family. And this is it right here. This is what, this is what we need as a closeout to the, to, to our show. Right. What you think? I mean, like, this is closeout. I mean, we've talked briefly on this earlier in the year, not to this extent that we're going to talk about it now, but it makes perfect sense because this is what our program, this is what we, uh, what we want people to know about and what we think is best for people, for especially habits for the black family. So, you know, um, these are things that you must know and continue to practice because the more you practice, the more it'll become uh, 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 popular for you to do. Right. And this is like, like I said, I mean, as much as we were speaking about the history of black, the black family and the, and, the, and the history of our people and talking about our struggles and the such, this is, this is the time when we're basically just giving, giving the information necessary for us to, to grow. To grow as a people, to grow as a, as a as a human being, to grow as a nation, to grow as 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 earthlings, as they would say, right? So Absolutely. our first, our first, our first healthy habit that we want to say is communication. We want you to get into the habit of communication, communicating with one another. All right. What does healthy communication look like to you, Joe? Healthy communication looks like is something that I think a lot of us are lacking in relationships. We're lacking in families because everybody is headstrong in being right or proving a point. And when you're communicating with somebody, it takes you got to take the time to listen to each other and come to a compromise about how to rea- uh, react to a situation. You may not always agree with what the other person is saying or what the family member is saying, but at least if you understand or if you hear them or if they hear you, it's easier to communicate because you know you're not just blowing hot air or the person is not listening to you. So healthy communication on a daily basis. Um, if you have a situation, bring it to one of the things that I used to do when I was younger, I used to do a little round table every once in a while, right? At the end of the week. And we would, me and my brothers would sit around and talk about some of the things that were going on, some of the things that were bothering us, some of the things that maybe one of us might've done to each other. And that's how we got our points across. And we were able to like, you know, move past whatever was bothering us or whatever was ailing us, if you will. So Maybe a lot of that needs to be more practiced, you know. And it used to say, growing up in the black families back in the days, dinner time was that time for communication. Right. You know, you didn't see each other all day. So when y'all sat down to eat, as you're eating, nothing y'all having conversations about your day, something that might have bothered you, and that's where you sat down and baked bread, as they called it. So I think we need to get more to that. Baking. Right. I mean, I know it's different now because everything is so instant and gratified. There is no time to really sit down and talk, but we need to practice sitting down, having conversation and right. understanding each other. And that's what I think healthy communication is to me. Right. Healthy communication um, is a matter of listening. You know, um, it's a matter of using these instead of this more time than not, right? Because um, um, that's that's um, talking talking about your issues or talking your talking your talk. That's not really the problem. The problem is the people listen. You understand what I'm saying? Is is people listening to one another? Is people trying to listen to one another? So health, healthy communication in the black family is key when we're listening. You understand when we're being heard. When we understand that you might be wrong. You understand what I'm saying? And in hindsight, being wrong is not a problem either. Meaning you'll find out later on that you were wrong. So bring it back and communicate that with your family members just as strongly as you might have communicated they were, you know, that you were right. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you were sitting there all argumentative and this, that, and the third, but then as soon as you find out you are actually wrong in the situation, there's no communication to, 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 to streamline the feelings and the emotions that went behind the argument in itself. That's right. The same you know energy you had... When you thought you were right, use that same energy when you thought you were wrong. <laughs> right. So communication around the board is about respect. That's what that's what healthy communication looked like to me. Respecting one another's words, respecting one another's knowledge, respecting one another's understanding, respecting one another's lack of understanding, if you will. You understand? Meaning you have to be patient enough with, with the people that you're around because 
everybody don't have your knowledge that you have. You understand? Some may have more, some may have way less. So understand what that look, what that is for you and your family. So that's one of the healthy habits that you can have in your family is, is communication. Um, I got a question though, Joe. All right, so if, if you will, right? It says, what general issues impede communication? Like what gets in the way of communication in the black family so that we okay. can help people unravel that? Easy, lack of communication, gossip, rumors, all of those things impede communication because you're going on a what if emphasis as opposed to a what is. You right. know what I mean? So when you're thinking of gossip, rumors, I'll give you that for example, or keeping secrets. Um, right, right, right. There's never going to be a true, honest opinion about anything. It's never going to be a a, a fact. So when you're when you're basing your communication off those things, it'll never be a hundred percent. And what you have to do is push that BS to the side and come honestly and 100% correct. Keep it right. 100, as the young folks say. Right, because they're not being transparent. They, you know, right. they're keeping all these, all these family secrets um, don't allow for transparency and don't allow for people to make the proper choice when it comes to family. You understand what I'm saying? Because you're hiding each other's um, 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 wrongs, or, or, if you will. You know what I mean? Or mental issues, because a lot of it is mental issues. And we're going to speak about that in one of the topics of habits, you know what I mean? Of getting into the habit of respecting certain things, right? So, yeah, we keep the secrets going instead of being transparent as a family, instead of being open and honest as a family, instead of, instead of you know, having those secrets as a family. Forget your spouse, what have you, because a lot of people look at that as the, you know, where you should not, where you should draw the line in having no secrets. You can have secrets with your fit. No, you don't have secrets with your kids. You know what I mean? You, and then mind you, if you have to have secrets with your kids, that means something is wrong there. Something you're doing is off. You know what I mean? If it has to be a secret to your, to your children. So think about you when you have these secrets and not being transparent. You feel me? That's right. There's a le- there's levels in transparency. Uh-huh. Right. Indeed. Um, moving on. So we got nutritional education. So we want to get in the healthy habit of teaching nutrition in the, in the black family household, right? Because you have all of these all of these things going on in the black in the black community, um, all the fast food restaurants, all the all the all the all the um, all the, um, the, the the soul food because soul food, as good as it is, bro, it is it is it, it's a killer. It, you know what I mean? It's a killer, man. It, it's, it's, it leads to obesity. It leads to a lot of different things. You know what I mean? Right. So this is a habit that I see more nowadays in in the black family. Like I I, I see it happening more than it probably did in the past, you know what I mean? Because you have all of these healthy options and stuff like that. You got more vegans, I'm sure, than we probably had in the 90s or early 2000s or what have you, because I was actually a vegetarian at one time as well. So nutritional education in the the home is important. Um, Let me me tell you this way. Um, Let's look at it this way, though. Look at, well, when you talk about soul food, soul food, like you said, it's not meant to be a a one-a-meal day. Right. You know what I mean? And a lot of this is based on what they're brought up to eat. Now, if you give them healthier options and let them know of things that they can do to uh, better themselves from food, you know, it, it starts with the household. But then a lot of the parents or a lot of the people that's cooking the food can't afford otherwise. Right, so, right. So, so, so the, they have healthier options, but can they pay for these healthier options? If you go to a place like a Whole Foods, where the food is or Trader Joe's, where the food is supposed to be affordable and you can't afford it, you can't obtain a healthy lifestyle. And, and, but, and I mean, I say they gotta they gotta fight through it though, bro. Because at the end of the day, the conditions that plague our community, such as diabetes, hypertension, heart failure, um, um, high blood pressure, all of those different things, bro, is plaguing us. Like we're 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 killing ourselves off slowly, along with the cops, along with the system that we're under. And all those other things. You understand what I'm saying? So we're helping along the cause of, of, of getting rid of ourselves. And that's something that's why they don't preach or want that to be in our community. That's the reason why you have a million fast food restaurants. And you do know that they have to get um they have to get um past the foot, you know, they, the licensing and all that other stuff. Why is it so easy to do in the black community? Why is there such an abundance of fast food restaurants in the black community? Whereas in their neighborhoods, it don't be an abundance of fast food restaurants. They're there. But it's not a McDonald's this block and then two blocks down is another McDonald's. 
You understand what I'm saying? It's a McDonald's for that whole area, maybe. You just have to go there if you, if you have a, a taste for fast food. But right. when it's put in your face constantly, 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 listen, yo, we have to, we have to be, they have to fight through it and fight the urge to eat unhealthy. They have to, they, they have to. And um, one of the key parts is teaching the nutritional health from young, from their youth. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's hard to teach, it's hard to get them out of habits that they're used to. You know what I mean? They, they, they love, they love that grease, you know? What you think? Well, usually what happens is if someone is suffering from an issue and they're being told that, well, they have to try dieting or they have to uh, be put on a nutrition plan, that's the way that they're forced to do it if an instance occurs. But we're teaching them from young, a healthy habits, if you will. Right. These things that uh, they'll eventually learn doing. They'll grow up doing it. Like my grandmother was a very strict uh, person when it came to her meals. Yes, she's from the South. Yes, she cooked a lot of soul food. But she was also very strict in what we ate and how we ate. So a lot of the things that I eat now, I did not eat when I was young. And that was that same with me, bro. Like a lot of, I mean, like a lot of things I I eat now, I did not eat when I was young. Actually, I ate much healthier when I was young. Yes. And that goes into my respect for nutritional education now. Whereas I know what to do, like like coming down with a cold, I know exactly what to do. The black seed oil, the the garlic, the the oregano, and all this, you know. Yeah, yeah. If they eat healthy when young, it becomes their norm. Meaning, it becomes something part of my like. I'm a habitual person that don't like to go out to eat. And that's because of how I was raised. You know what I mean? Because it was always looked upon as wrong then, but then I learned why I was so wrong. It was it's no there's no nutrition to it. You know what I mean? So why would I go out to 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 to, to you know, why would I go out and trust someone else with my with, with my stomach, with my with my body, right? It's not it's not it's not meant to be an everyday thing. Fast food is not an everyday. It shouldn't be an everyday meal. Right. And I'm and I'm and I'm sitting here like and I'm looking at my kids and I'm sitting there like, where did I go wrong? Because I and and I know where I went wrong because I think our generation of parenting and parents um, is easier on the children. You know what I mean? And you know, and, and a little more lax. Although I knew that you know the nutritional value to how they eat is is all. Uh, you know, it, it's what it is. What it is, right? Because just trying to be Mister Nice Guy sometimes, right? So. Yeah, it's our fault. It's parents' fault as well. My fault as well. And these are some of the habits. And don't get it wrong. Some of these habits I have to um, to to incorporate in my household. So this is not something where I'm preaching. I'm not preaching to anybody. I'm, I'm talking to myself as well. I'm talking. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, you know, understand this is no preach moment. You know what I mean? This is this stuff that I'm sure Joe don't needs to incorporate in himself, right? Absolutely. This, you know, but that's what we need to learn. Like right. we need to do these things in order to live. And we see prime examples of why we need to do it every day. Let's go to the next bullet point though. Mental health care. We touched on it a little bit in, in, in communication because that's something that's not communicated. So so, so it's one of those untold secrets and in, in, in the family, you know what I mean? That people have mental health issues, whether it be autism, whether it be just schizophrenia, whether it be any of these other different ones, right? So yeah. Uh, what we need to teach in the household is, and this is a simple one, therapy is not just for white people. Simple. Right. Therapy is not just for white people, people. You know what I mean? Let's get in the habit of understanding the signs of what meant, you know, mental health issues and just get in the habit of, listen, just going to make sure. You know what I mean? You got, you know, you get everything else checked. You get your heart checked, you get your blood, you know, you get all these other tests, but people don't test the brain. Their minds. That's right, and that's the most, and that's the most important one because if you lose that, and nothing else will function correctly. Right, right, right. So as you know, so that's one tip. Therapy is not just for white people, my black family. You know what I mean. And meditation and self care as part of mental health and wellness is important. You know what I mean. Meditate, self care, meaning taking care of yourself. Go, take some time out to yourself. Be, have, enjoy being alone sometimes. And with you know, you understand what I'm saying? And then sometimes when you're having these crazy thoughts, make sure you reach out. That's why it says therapy is not just for white. Well, let me well let me I know we said self-care, but let me also uh being a person who's athletic, if you will, physical therapy is a part of mint of health care as well. Um okay. when I used to run, getting my three mile runs in, that was my form of therapy at the end of a long day. 
You know what I mean? Because you're working on the body. If you're going to a gym to work out or anything like that, that's a form of therapy as well because you're, you're, you're getting your frustrations out. I won't say legally, but you're getting your frustrations out on a, in, a, in a positive mind frame. So physical self-care is also part of the, of the whole mental health and wellness. Right, right, right. Because, yeah, you're, you're, like I said, taking care of self, you know, going to the gym running doing something uh, in, a, in a physical sense is 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 part of self-care so self-care is important in mental health and wellness all right so let's get in the family let's get in the habit of speaking on mental health care let's get in the habit of teaching our children from young and one of the key parts about all of these habits is teaching these kids from young these habits you understand that's the key you know that's that's how it's going to stick as they would say right yeah. so moving on we got another habit that we want you to get into we want you to get into speaking in the household about financial literacy they should not have to rely on outside information when they have insider information which is the parents right or wrong absolutely here's what i will say about that when i was growing up i didn't have an allowance that's not something i learned until i got older and then when i when i became a, a youth and I started working, that's right. when my allowance began. I didn't have an allowance. Right. I didn't have the ability to spend money because I didn't have money. <laughs> right. So that's something you have to learn as you get older. But a lot of it comes from culture and society um, when it comes to financial literacy. When I was growing up, Jordans were the thing to wear. Jordans right. were $200, $300 a pair of sneakers. Right. And you did what you had to do to get those sneakers. As a as a parent, you begged. You as a child, you begged. You pleaded your parent. However, there's nothing wrong with the product, but you have to teach your child the value of money. Right. If you teach them the value of money, whether it be doing something, uh, working early chores, and they get paid for it, there's nothing wrong with that. But if they understand there's a value to it, they won't spend it as much. And right. I'm doing that old as you get older, you know, or if I, you know, if a day where I decide to have kids, you know, these are things that I will teach my kids. I will teach them if you want something enough, this is what you have to do to get it. Now, right. you understand there's a value behind what you want. And right. then maybe in the process, they'll learn if they're going to either want those things or they say, hey, maybe if I put some money aside, I could find something a little cheaper or find something a little uh, that's not as expensive. You know, it won't be a bad thing. You know. Right, because I've seen parents. I've seen parents basically just give their children everything. You know what I mean, and feel like that's good parenting. And I think that um, it gives them a false sense of, of, of like I said, of, of financial literacy. It's like, all right, this isn't how the world works. You know what I mean? Out there in the real world, you work for what you get. You understand what I'm saying? So to teach your children that within, like within the household, which is even with school, good grades, and all of that, because you. When you go on these jobs, you're looking for a grade. You know, you're looking for a grade at the end of the year, right? Because what? That grade will give you a, a raise or don't give you a raise. You know what I mean? Give you a promotion or don't give you a promotion, right? What's the difference in children in schooling? So I'm a proponent with children and rewarding them when they do good in school. A lot of parents be on it where they be like, oh, nah, why am I rewarding you for doing what you're supposed to do? Um, that's life because you're supposed to go to work and you're supposed to work hard, but the fact that you do it and you get graded and then you move up in the world. It's the same thing when you talk about schooling. And I'm talking about not just their school. I'm talking about at home schooling as well, because this is a lot of these things that we're talking about is things that we want you to teach at home. We want you to teach to your children and learn for yourself. You know what I mean? And learn for yourself. Learn, 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 you know, learn financial literacy. Learn what is mental, because a lot of the adults need some of this information as well. You know what I mean? Need to learn how to do these things as well. So we're not just pointing at the children. The adults need it as well. And so how do we begin teaching budgeting, saving, interest, and investing? Um, well, offer more programs to those who don't have it. Um, there are some programs. There are some. Uh, <laughs> there are some programs. There are some opportunities, but I don't think there's enough in the community. It's not promoted enough. And right. what I mean by that, being promoted, more of the spending is being promoted. Yes, right. promotion for entrepreneurship, there's promotion for getting money, but there's no promotion. For uh, that's the key because financial literacy isn't just about getting money. Financial literacy is about keeping the money and, 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 keep, yeah, and keeping what you got, right? 
So, and then, like I said, that's where the investments and the such comes into the, into play. That is a key point that you made there because a lot of people are so focused on the entrepreneurship, you know, entrepreneur side of it, like where I'm going to make my money, I'm going to do this, I'm going to be successful in doing that and not realizing that how do you keep it? And that's the key. You know what I mean? So I got a question for you, right? What impact does this lack of knowledge have on our community? Real quick. Well, we see it. We see it was happening now. I mean, other communities are thriving internally. They're surviving internally. And we are constantly at wits with each other because of what we have and what we don't have. We're the only community in this country, in this world, that's not united because of the lack of understanding of the value of money. Right. Yeah, and that's indeed true. It says it says we don't value what we do get. You know what I mean? So yes, the lack of knowledge is hurting us bad. And I think that um I think that I think I hear it enough in the streets. So the streets is talking. You know what I mean? I hear about financial literacy programs here, there, and everywhere right now. And I think that it's getting to the point where people are starting to learn. There's a lot more of us investing in stocks and stuff like that and all these other different things, other different avenues of making money and how to make residual income because that's another thing that's one of the other topics that they need to understand residual income meaning i'm always going to keep getting this money because i've, I've made a good you know, good investment so right. our next point is educational alternatives this is another habit that we have to put, plug into our black families because a lot of times we're plugged into our families that um oh you got to do 12 years of school you know or pre-k because it's like 13 14 years of school and then you go to college you graduate college and you get a job and it's just the monotony of it all right educational alternatives is a matter of um it, oh yeah right <laughs> silly Ebola yeah we, we, we try to teach financial literacy um definitely at ball here at Bola, you know and we try to do a lot of different things to shake up shake up our community you're given but, alternative from regular education you know right so is college for everyone no what you say, Joe? I, I totally agree. Um, yeah. I come from a, a scenario where most of my family didn't go to college, you know, right. maybe for a year or two, but they didn't graduate. But they've been able to survive. They've been able to strive. They've been able to deal with life because of the everyday values that was taught amongst them. Not sit here and say that college is a bad thing because it absolutely is not. But what you need to do is understand the value of education. Speaking as an educator myself, understanding the value of education. Now, if it's a goal or a particular dream that you have, don't let the difficulty deter you. I remember, I remember when I was a kid, I used to always want to become a United States Supreme Court justice because Thurgood Marshall was my was my idol when I was growing up. So the fact that I learned about what he had to do to become it, that scared me. That made me feel like, wow, all of that to become what you are? And I mean, I won't necessarily say that's not where I am now, but right. I understand the value of a good education as well. You know, right. it has its benefits, you know, if you, you know, from a, from a systemic point of view, it has its benefits. If this is what you have to go through to get a good living and to and, obtain yourself. Then, and that's the key. It's a matter of education. It's a matter of education itself. Like you say, college or high school or junior high, what have you. Um, I've seen people um, not successful. I see people that graduated college and not be successful. I see people drop out of junior high school and be successful. So it's a matter of education and what you're teaching yourself. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, the I mean, yeah, I mean, you're an advocate, Jada. Uh, shout out to you. You're an advocate for college, understandable. And that's what we said. We said college is not for everyone. Might have been for you, but it wasn't for everyone, and it's not for everyone. And this is something we got to get out of the way of teaching in our home. Whereas they sit there and, and, and seem to um, look down on those who, who look for a different avenue in life. You know what I mean? Whether they go to trade schools, that's the alternative there, right? Going to trade schools, going to, you know, um, um, doing online classes, whatever it might be that they're gaining their education, it should not be shunned upon. You understand what I'm saying? And that's the that's the key to having that healthy habit in the black home is understanding that education is not a thing of just, oh, it's by the systems, systems way of doing it. It's not a 
one through 12 then go to college for four years then if you want a doctor you go to do that da, 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 this, that, third, and that's the only way yes it impacts earning potential and all that other stuff but i also see dudes that don't do none of that and they earn six figures a year you know what i mean in construction in the different um levels of, of trade right um next question is should we push higher education in what forms of course of course we should push higher education what you think joe well yes we should definitely push uh here's the thing that i grew up there's lack of our own on those levels we have a lot but i think most people from most communities don't have a lot of people who are at that level of education someone that they can relate to if they see more of it it'll be more something that people will be attracted to yeah okay so yeah i mean yeah because like uh one of the one of the writers said one of the first people writing then said that um we have to choose but have validity in both and that's where the educational alternatives is is, is key because the word alternatives is different different avenues so we're going to speak on college we're going to speak on trade we're going to speak on many different avenues and where in which you can learn who you are right so with that being said we have to get our educational you know educational um alternatives become a habit in the household speaking in the household about different things that they can you know that they can accomplish you know what i mean um before we close out we're going to touch on two different topics right we're going to close out and i say the next five minutes or so dawn is here dawn is back he's giving us the cue and all that other stuff but um i'm not re- i'm not rushing it through but um because these two actually goes into us closing out you know what i mean this is our first pre you know preseason show and we could close out um yes yes the children can legally earn income as well in multiple ways that's what i'm saying alternative education is that like every which way you speak of in all in in, in in educating these kids or educating our households in all you know in, in alternate ways of educating ourselves in earning money and doing things listen i'm all for it and that should be the habit you know what i mean the next habit that we should worry about and 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 and, and i'm a real proponent for is affection and love you know what I mean? Affectionate love, and particularly amongst the black men. You know what I mean? Showing father, son, and brotherly love. That should be something that's more habitual. You know what I mean, my brother Joe? Like I said, the, the, the relationship we have, we always show each other love. You understand what I'm saying? It's, it's, that's how that's how come this show is so connected. That's how come this show is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. I mean, that is the key to a lot of these habits. If you show them at young that they care, that they mean something that is easy to collaborate, that is easy to be together. If you show these things to your kids and your and the youth of the world at a young age, they'll have no choice but to follow. Right. Now, kids don't follow these habits because they're not around it. They don't see it enough. Well, I can speak to it. Yeah, so, I can speak. Go ahead. No, that, that's the reason why it's not, it's a problem now. And right. you, you you become of age and you realize you've never you can't express something you've never had or you right. saw didn't see a lot of. Well, I can speak to it personally because I felt my father loved me, you know. I mean, I think my father loved me more than a lot of you know, a lot of people or what have you and whatnot. And we had a bond, you understand what I'm saying? Kind of kind of toxic bond, you know what I mean? I'll get to that story another time, but it was a bond nonetheless. And I wouldn't say toxic in a negative way, I just mean some of the things that I was around. I shouldn't have been around some of the things I saw. I shouldn't have seen um, some some of the places I've been. I shouldn't have been. You know what I mean? But um, it don't. It, it, it still made me who I am, and I'm grateful. So therefore, I should have been these places. I guess in a sense, right? So that goes with the, the showing father, son, and brotherly love because I, in turn, show my sons that father, son love and that brotherly love even more. So I'm actually a little more, you know, loving than probably my father was towards me. You know what I mean? And that doesn't negate or take anything away from him. I just know that I had to make a habit of, of showing them more love, have to make a habit of being, um, 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 you know, a bond like no other. You understand what I'm saying? We all we got, so to say, you know what I mean? Like, 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 like New Jack City, you feel me? And, and one of the things we have to do is change the narrative around black men being affectionate. You know what I mean? We could hug one another. We could say, what's up, brother? What's up? I love you. You know what I mean? Like, Joe, I love you, bro. You know what I mean? I, I appreciate everything about you. You know what I'm saying? So that that's why I said this is just this is beautiful in closing out because it's all about love. You know what I mean? This show is about loving our black people. This show is about loving our sisters, loving our brothers, loving loving our job, loving what we're doing 
for the community as we go into the next habit. Right? You see the segue there? Yeah. <laughs> Look, I love how you put it together. <laughs> right, right. So the, what, the love of the community, right? So the next point is healthy habits is community engagement and togetherness, meaning unity in the household, which extends out into the street. Right. Listen, I believe we grew up in a time where, well, we didn't know, but we at the end of it, where if our parents didn't catch us doing something and our neighbors did, they handled the situation. You know right. what I mean? Right. And that was part of it. Looking out for everybody, not just your own, you so, know, because that, you know, if you express that you, 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 there's no way to escape it because everybody's doing it. Right. So I'm going to run it back down because maybe people are writing it down, maybe people jotting it down. That's something that maybe we'll jot down. That way we could just bring it back up one day and just be like, these are the habits. And we might add on some of the things that we didn't, you know, have. But affection and love, bro, like I said, nothing but love, man. We got to make that a habit in our households. It needs to be said in our households. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you repeatedly. You know what I mean? Community engagement and togetherness, man. We have to build the community. That's what Baller is all about. That's what Big Appalachian Academy is about. That's what Joe is about. Everything Joe does is about the community. You know what I mean? Everything I do. It's about the community, except for the little Hollywood stuff. But that's about the community as well, because it's just showing, giving examples of us being able to do more. Right. Absolutely. And I would like to say with that, Joe, last words. Ah, this has been a great closeout to our first season. And we just looking forward to bringing more, more information, more topics, more people on that want to be mental warriors like we are. You know what I mean? We welcome open invitation to everybody, even right. though we don't necessarily agree because you bring something that we can help mend and help put together, mold, if you will. Right. Yes, yes. Congratulations to us, man. We do it. We did it. We did, it's, it's, it's done. Um, the healthy habits is communication, nutritional education, mental health care, financial literacy, educational alternatives, affection and love, um in the household and particularly among black men and community engagement and togetherness get out there and make a change stop talking about it stop being facebook bullies get out there make a change share our content we here we ain't going nowhere it's plug with molly and joe the mental warriors we did it the first preseason is over when we come back watch the newness peace peace